Welcome to the Crosstower Market Color Call. It is Wednesday, February 23rd. I'm Martin Gaspar, Research Analyst, and with me is our trader, Chad Steinglass, and data scientist, Catherine Webb. Chad, how are the markets looking this morning? Good morning, Martin. Uh, we're seeing a little bit of stability this Wednesday morning after a pretty tumultuous uh, weekend and uh, long, long weekend here in the U.S., um, and, uh, you know, coming back to the markets on Tuesday, uh, the, the kind of sentiment, uh, across all markets, crypto equities, bonds, everything has been really driven by the, uh, the Russia Ukraine conflict over the last, um, well, over the last few weeks, but especially over this last weekend, uh, you know, we saw a lot of back and forth. We saw some messaging coming out of Moscow saying that, they were reducing troops, but in reality, they were increasing troops. Uh, we saw some messaging from the Biden administration of the U.S. saying that we expected uh, an invasion to be imminent. Um, all of this kind of led to a lot of a lot of uncertainty and a lot of anxiety over the weekend, uh, and then into you know into Sunday night and Monday. Uh, we saw some some messaging out of uh, Moscow again, really kind of saying that uh, uh, Putin doesn't really believe in the concept of uh, of Ukrainian sovereignty, uh, which is you know not what we really want to hear. Uh, however, as of now, uh, the conflict seems to be in a place where it's it's escalating, but not as badly as feared. We're not seeing. Um, kind of the, there was some messaging over the weekend that that we expect that the U.S. expected uh, Russia to move, uh, you know, as as far as into Kiev. Uh, that has not happened so far right now. It looks to be uh, that that Russia is intending to move into Ukraine. However, just uh, in the uh, in the in the eastern part of the in the country and in, in kind of the separatist regions. Um, now this is not a, a good outcome, but it is a less than it's it's not as bad as the worst outcome at least for now. Uh, and we are seeing some relief in markets uh, across the across the board uh, in association with that. We're seeing um, equities kind of come off their lows that they made in the middle of the day yesterday uh, and rebounding a little bit. We're seeing uh, crypto also come off uh, lows made over over Monday and and uh, early on Tuesday. Uh, we're seeing Bitcoin back uh, just barely above thirty nine thousand again after trading on it, you know, into the mid thirty sixes. Um, uh, you know, other coins are are kind of coming back. Everything's kind of coming back a little bit uh, in in kind of in tandem. Uh, now, by no means is this a you know we're out of the woods. However, for the moment, it is better than the worst case scenario. Um, however, of course, you know, even when this gets resolved, we still are going to be running right into the uh, worries about uh, inflation and how the Fed will uh, will react. You know, we're coming up now uh, within a couple of weeks of the of the March meeting when we expect the first rate hike uh, out of out of the Fed. So uh, even if we do kind of have, you know, allay some of our fears over the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Um, you know, there's still some pitfalls that we're going to be uh, that we're going to be coming up against. So we'll be uh, keeping an eye on those shortly too. Back to you. Thanks, Chad. Turning to some crypto news now. Journalist Laura Shin and blockchain analytics firm Chain Analysis claim to have discovered the identity of the hacker who stole 3.64 million in ETH from the DAO in 2016. 
They claim that former 10X CEO Toby Hennish is responsible for the hack, but he has responded to Forbes saying that uh, their statement and conclusion is factually inaccurate. The claims are based on research surrounding a 50 BTC transfer that was sent to a Wasabi wallet to try and hide the hacker identity using CoinJoin, um, which is a crypto mixing tool. Chainalysis were able to follow the funds, which were sent to four different exchanges. An employee at one of those exchanges told Laura Shin that the funds were swapped for private privacy coin Grin and sent to a Grin node called grin.toby.ai. The node IP address also hosted a Bitcoin Lightning node with the IP address 10x, and Toby Hennish is also known to use the handle at Toby AI on social media and as an email address. Lorishin has published a book on the subject called The Cryptopians. Tether's latest quarterly assurance report has been released and shows a 21% decrease in its commercial paper holdings compared to the prior quarter. MHA came in, completed the attestation, which showed that on December 31st, 2021, Tether held a consolidated total assets amount of at least 78.7 billion and consolidated total liabilities of 78.5 billion. The regulatory front, State Senator Sidney Kamlager Dove has filed Senate Bill 1275 in the state of California, which would authorize a state agency to accept cryptocurrency as a method of payment for the provision of government services, according to the bill. Uh, some also some buzz on Twitter after. Uh, Tether's Palo Arduino tweeted that they uh, have something planned with the city of Lugano. Um, apparently, they are working to prepare Lugano's Plan B. This is a conference taking place on March 3rd with both the mayor of the city of Lugano and Palo Arduino speaking and will be streamed live on YouTube. Um, so a lot of discussions on what they could be planning there. Also some tweets after the Luna Foundation Guard raised 1 billion by an OTC sale of Luna. Uh, the raise was led by Jump Crypto and Three Arrows Capital. The funds will be used to create a new Bitcoin denominated Forex reserve that can act as a re release valve for UST redemptions during sell-offs in the crypto markets. With that, I'll pass it now to Catherine for more crypto funding news. Thank you, Martin. And the group has completed a 200 million financing round, giving the company a valuation of 3 billion. Investors in the round include 10 Mask Holding, Sequentia China, Pantera Capital, and Tiger Global Management. The funding will be used to hire more employees and expand their mobile application globally. Next up, some merger and acquisition news. Uh, Bitpanda has acquired Trustology, a custodian for both digital assets and DeFi, and will use the acquisition to improve Bitpanda Pro, uh, which is an offering for professional investors. The terms of the deal were not disclosed, but a spokesperson confirmed that the company had spent a significant two-digit million sum in US dollars on the deal. Bitpanda's co-founder and CEO stated that the deal will bring the firm, quote, one step closer to building a leading, fully regulated and secure digital investment platform for everyone, new investors and professionals alike, end quote. The London Stock Exchange Group has acquired Tora for $325 million. The deal includes Tora's technology for execution management systems and portfolio management systems for customers trading equities, as well as infrastructure for fixed incomes, currencies, derivatives and digital assets. 
The press release reads the deal will strengthen the company's position in a, quote, rapidly expanded asset class at a time when institutional market participation are increasingly exposed to crypto and other digital assets, end quote. Next up, some news about the exchanges. Um, FTX US is launching its own gaming unit called FTX Gaming. This is to encourage more game publishers to embrace cryptocurrencies, blockchains, and NFTs. Uh, the platform will launch with a crypto as a service platform, which will allow companies to launch tokens and support NFTs. As part of the move, FTX will be hiring a fully remote team this month. Um, Huobi is planning on re-entering the US market two years after it stopped all its US operations to comply with US regulations. The exchange is looking at asset management for its new US operations, uh, with co-founder stating, quote, I expect asset management to be bigger business than an exchange, which echoes the traditional financial markets as well. He went on to add, I don't think an exchange is, necessar is a necessary element for entering the new US. And finally, we'll end on the news that Grayscale Investment has announced they've launched a campaign to educate and encourage American investors to submit comments on its application with the SEC to convert Grayscale's Bitcoin trust to a spot-based Bitcoin ETF. Grayscale stated that the American investors should have a choice on how to obtain Bitcoin exposure. And that's all the news I have for you today. I hope everyone has a wonderful day. Back to you, Martin. Thank you, Catherine. And thank you for our listeners for tuning in. Please check out crossarrow.com for more market news and updates. Thanks for listening.